And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. 15. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, another star lands on the IL, and we shine the prospect spotlight on a few young players. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-crews yet. It works great. In a fantasy I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Wednesday, April 21st. Derek Van Riper here with Nando DeFino again. Nando is back after an impressive 2021 Fantasy Baseball in 15 debut on Tuesday. Thanks for joining me again, Nando. Thanks for inviting me. Feel great. Thanks for the better intro today. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of news and notes today. We'll shine a spotlight on the prospects, like I mentioned before. A lot of interesting prospects maybe coming up soon, too. Uh, but Juan Soto hit the IL very surprisingly on Tuesday. Andrew Stevenson ended up making the start in his place against the Cardinals. But Yadiel Hernandez was recalled from the alternate site. As Soto goes, it's unclear if he's going to be sidelined for more than the 10-day minimum. I did see Derek Rhodes from Baseball Prospectus on Twitter, who runs a really good injury database, DRHOA3 on Twitter, if you want to give him a follow. He pointed out that the typical return window for this injury is more like two to four weeks, looking at the last six years of shoulder strains for hitters. So you occasionally get guys that come back right away, but more likely two to four weeks is the window. I know you have followed Yadiel Hernandez, though, for a while. So do you see enough playing time for him with Stevenson still in that picture to become a fantasy-relevant pickup? Uh, sorry, DVR. I'm still trying to figure out DR Hoa. I got D-Row and then the three. He just <laughs> left it. At first, I thought the DR was Derek Rhodes, and then I was trying to figure out what the Hoa was. Got it. I don't know the origin <laughs> of the handle. <laughs> yeah, we got to ask him. <laughs> uh, you know what? I hope so, man. Like, It seems like... like all right, again... I know we've talked about like these the guys who came over from Cuba and have a lot of seasoning from playing in the Cuban professional leagues. Um, Hernandez is one of them, man. And like uh, yesterday, we talked about Adelis Garcia, who you can't depend on him for batting average, but he's got the power, he's got a little bit of speed. Hernandez, you can one thousand percent depend on for batting average. The dude had like a three oh nine, I think, in the minors. Had a season with thirty plus home runs in Cuba. He was hitting three twelve or something. Um, even in the winter league this year, he was killing the ball. He hit like 339 this year in the winter league. Uh, he's good and he's got power. Uh, and I don't know. I, for whatever reason, like he's just been sitting in that, you know, that, that ceiling of AAA for the last three seasons. Um, had this crazy moment last year where he basically willed Washington into the playoffs, uh, at the last second. So like it's, I, I don't know what else he has to do, honestly. I, like I've, I've, I've gotten very angry at the Washington organization for the way they've treated Yadiel Hernandez. <laughs> Anthony Santander left Tuesday's game against the Marlins with an apparent leg injury. There's no word yet if an IL stint is coming. He is scheduled for an MRI on Wednesday, so this at least looks like a legitimate day-to-day situation. Uh, Austin Hayes came off the IL. He actually replaced Santander in left field. 
Uh, Hayes is one of those guys. Like, I just want him to stay healthy. I just want to see what he can do. Uh, it's also kind of a crowded outfield, though, in Baltimore. Uh, we found out yesterday Mike Moustakis was placed on the 10-day IL retroactive to Saturday due to a non-COVID illness. This according to the Athletic C. Trent Rosecrans. Kyle Farmer picking up the playing time right now. He's really mostly an NL-only sort of player at this point. Uh, Yermin Mercedes, another favorite of Nando, left after fouling a ball off his left foot on Tuesday. Assuming he's okay, Nando, I think the lead with Mercedes this morning might be that he was making his first start of the season in the field. They had him playing first base with Jose Abreu DHing on Tuesday. And who knew DVR like Tony Russo would be my favorite manager? Like this is like he's he just stepped right in like he's not 80 years old. He's been amazing. Like he's moving guys around. He's giving guys playing time. We should be getting it. Um, yeah, uh, and you know what? Yerman Mercedes, it was taking ground balls at second base uh, last year. I went back and looked at some stuff I wrote about him. I even forgot about that. So, it, it, like, he's – I know people look at him like this giant slugger, but he's actually a pretty decent fielder. He was he was a natural catcher, I think, moved to third, played some outfield in spring training. They had him taking grounders at second because, remember, Mankata was out last year, and it was all – Magical wasn't ready yet. Like, there was just no legitimate – slam dunk second baseman going into the truncated season. Um, and Mercedes was taking grounders there. So don't be surprised if, if like, if he's healthy and well. Like, if he, if you've got a league where you can get, like, one game played here or even, like, five, he might pick some stuff up along the way. So if that utility thing is, is kind of turning you off to your mean Mercedes, give it, like, give it a month. He might have a couple. Yeah, a glimmer of hope, especially for the future, right? If he hits enough this year to stay on the radar for next year, if he can find five to seven games at first base over the course of the season, that unlocks a few interesting possibilities for him uh, in the future. Gene Segura exited Tuesday's game with a strained right quad. He's going to have an MRI on Wednesday. That's a a messy depth chart. There's not a lot to get excited about behind Segura, a very top-heavy Phillies offense where when everyone's healthy, they're good. The backups are not very good in Philadelphia right now. I hope they're not. I hope the backups aren't listening. DVR, it's pretty negative of you. They know they listen to under the radar. They don't listen to the show. <laughs> Good, they got taste. <laughs> they know. They know that's where they're going to be discussed. They'll be discussed on that show. <laughs> the Astros got Alex Bregman, Martin Maldonado, and Jordan Alvarez back for their series in Colorado on Tuesday. Alvarez had to come off the bench though because they didn't put him in the field. Bregman and Maldonado started that game. So just a heads up if you were waiting for those guys to come back. Uh, Mookie Betts, who did not play on Tuesday, is expected to return Thursday. The Dodgers off Wednesday. He was hit in the forearm by a pitch late in Monday's game. So, yeah, a lot going on with Mookie Betts, but apparently he is okay. And if you'd picked up Tim LoCastro a few weeks back, hoping for a boost in stolen bases, he got some good news. He is on the IL already, but the finger injury that sent him there was diagnosed as a dislocation without a fracture, so his chances of returning after the 10-day minimum are significantly increased. Of course, his playing time hinges on the availability of Cattell Marte, who has recently increased baseball activities. And finally, Denelson Lamette, Back on Wednesday afternoon against the Brewers, Nando, I think Denelson Lamette was one of those guys who just sank like a stone in terms of his ADP this draft season. It seemed like everybody ran away because they were concerned about the health of his arm. But he's back after missing only a few turns in the rotation. Do you think he's going to be healthy and effective now that he's back? Based on how quickly they let Fernando Tatis come back, which they shouldn't have, uh, no. It seems like the Padres are becoming that team that rushes people back. <laughs> scary. No, I'm serious. I don't know if like they're just being like, hey, you know, I'm fine. Let me come. Everything's great. Like, okay, we believe you. But I, I don't know. I, I just and maybe I'm the overreactor. Maybe everything's fine. But it just seems like they're setting a trend of 
we're letting people come back too early. I thought they eased Lamet in fairly slowly, but I do think Tatis returned faster than I expected. So I'm cautiously optimistic that Lamet will be okay. But I mean, we're talking about a guy who's mostly a two pitch pitcher and who's previously had Tommy John. So there's definitely elevated injury risk there even though we got some good news with his return on Wednesday. Uh, Some Tuesday standouts, Jose Abreu, Buster Posey, and Mitch Moreland all had two homer games on Wednesday, or on Tuesday, rather. The Giants' offense did some damage as a group in Philly. I love the Giants on the road in a hitter-friendly environment because people just sleep on them for those matchups, and they can actually, especially in their current form, they can be at least an average sort of offense when they get out of San Francisco. Uh, We saw Elvis Andrews turn back the clock with a couple of steals in game one of that doubleheader against the Twins, but he is not hitting at all this season, so I'm still having a hard time rostering him in mixed leagues. Billy McKinney, who was a good temporary pickup for the week, playing a lot with Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain, both on the IL. He homered for the second consecutive day against the Padres, also made a catch in left field that saved a few runs and maybe helped preserve that win for the Brewers. It was the Padres' biggest threat that was ended with that diving catch. Uh, Corbin Burns started that game, by the way. Corbin Burns started the season with 36 strikeouts without a walk. No starting pitcher has ever done that before. The only longer streak belongs to Kenley Jansen. Finished that start last night with six scoreless innings, 10 Ks against the Padres. It's amazing, Nando. He's pitching just out of his mind right now. I'm surprised you didn't lead with that. I wanted to. Good good Milwaukee boy. Yeah, I really wanted to lead with uh, Corbin Burns. I'm actually a little sad. I don't have him nearly as many places as you'd think. Uh, there were some concerns for me just about the command overall. As good as he looked last year, I didn't see a stretch like this coming from him. I loved watching it but uh, not, reeking, not, not reaping the benefits from a fantasy perspective the way you might think. Uh, Patrick Corbin bounced back from a really bad start last week against Arizona. Six scoreless, five Ks against the Cardinals. Adam Wainwright also pitched well in that game. Ten Ks over seven innings, but bad ratios for Wainwright this season, despite the fact that he's got 24 strikeouts in 19 and two-thirds innings. And then Julio Urias pitched really well. Marco Gonzalez also pitched well in that matchup against the Dodgers, but 11 Ks for Urias. He has looked great so far in 2021. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk about a few Wednesday streamers. Two really catch my eye here, Jake Junis and Michael Waka. But they're going up against each other, Nando. So if you're going to stream one of them, who do you go with? Probably Waka. I, like I don't know. Are you a Jacob Junis guy? I, I've gotten Jacob Junis. So there's a league I'm in, this Dynasty League. And there's a running joke with me and the, the guys who run, uh, I don't remember the name of the team, Jonathan Norman and Chris Morales. Uh, they offered me Jacob Junis as a throw-in in like 30 different deals. And I had like I just like to directly say please stop. And after a while, it became a joke. Um, but I like I mean I know he's pitching well right now. I know he showed a little bit of improvement last year, but I don't I, I just don't see anything that I like about him. So it's got it's Waka by default if you're making me choose. All right. Well, it's something has changed with Junis that makes him a little bit more interesting. He is working with a cutter now, so he's not the same old Junis who was going out there and throwing to a 4.50 ERA and 1.40 WHIP. Like I I'm like you I I. I saw him previously and just wasn't interested. If there was the occasional 
two-start week or layup matchup at home or something, maybe I'd pick him up for that. But he was a pitch-and-ditch guy before. He might not be a lot better than that, but he could be slightly better than that at this point. So I do like him probably just as much as Waka. And if they're both available, I think the only reason I would prefer Junis is I'm still not convinced that Waka is going to always be used like a regular starter. If he runs into some trouble, they could bail and go to that bullpen pretty quickly. You know, Hey, DVR, you know who's killing me? Eddie, I, you didn't put him in the rundown, but you brought up Waka, so I feel like I can. Rich Hill. Oh, he's awful right now. I, I think they're going to. I think they're going to be. Rich Hill's injured, and all of a sudden, Brent Honeywell is going to ascend into that spot. I think that's the move. Could be. I think if they maximize Honeywell, it's probably with an opener in front of him, and then they go like three to four innings with him at least for a little while. And if that goes well, later this season we see him go five and six. I wonder if Patino gets a shot relatively soon too. He's at the alternate site right now. Uh, we mentioned Michael Fulmer on yesterday's show. That start got pushed back a day due to poor weather. So if you were going to stream him yesterday, well, good news. You can stream him on Wednesday. Another chance to get disappointed. Come on. That's that's hey, that's not right. nice. Hey, okay. You're right. I'm sorry. I hope none of the Ful- – I like Carson Fulmer, so half of the Fulmer family. I don't even think they're related. Really? That would be weird if two guys named Fulmer weren't related. I don't think they're related to Brad Fulmer either. All right, you talk about the other stuff. I'm going to go look this up for you. Brad Fulmer was two L's, DVR. Let's stop yeah. being silly. Yeah, uh, I don't think any of them are related. <laughs> it's like the, the Nate Lowe, Brandon Lau situation, but without the pronunciation difference. Yeah, Carson Fulmer. They're not related. <laughs> We've all been saying it wrong. <laughs> Prospect spotlight for this week, Andrew Vaughn. Uh, are you dropping him in mixed redraft leagues with this sluggish start? I mean, the numbers haven't been great so far. K rate's just over 30%. He is walking, but only one RBI so far this season. And he's only started 10 of the White Sox first 18 games, at least five of the last seven, somewhat encouraging. But the bat just hasn't been there early on. I think it's becoming difficult to hold him in redraft leagues, especially. Uh, I'm holding. Like, like I said, I believe in Tony La Russa now. So anything that he touches will be gold. But it, it's it's just a matter of time, I think. Slow start. You know, some guys are like, hey, it's the cold weather. Um, he's just too good, DVR. I don't think he's overmatched. I think it's just a little snap that he's got to break himself out of, you know. Get a couple days off. Who's doing that? Someone's getting a couple days off to retool. I just read the note last night. Maybe that, that's, I think that's the move. Just give him a couple days off. Let him clear his head. Keep his confidence up. Throw him back in there. And be like, hey, just be you, you know. Yeah, I'm... A little less optimistic in the short term, but in keeper and dynasty leagues, this is a great time to make a move to get Andrew Vaughn because you might actually find someone who's contending this year who thought he was going to help them right away. They might be a little more willing to deal him for some short-term upgrades than they would have been uh, this winter. Fulmers are not related, by the way. I had a feeling they they weren't. I don't, don't know why, but feel like I would have just heard that during a game or something, right? Carson Fulmer would have come into pitch and they would have made a big deal about it. And I never heard a story like that. Let's get to Alex Kirilov. He's possibly coming up for the weekend series against the Pirates. Uh, what's your interest level in Kirilov in the mixed leagues where he's available? Super duper high. I mean, you don't throw a guy into the fire in the playoffs, in a, in a high stakes playoff situation, uh, without having a bunch of faith in what he can do. And I mean, uh, I mean, we knew that he's going to be good and he's going to be amazing and whatever, whatever. But the fact that, you know, last year in the playoffs, like, hey, go take your first at bat ever in the major leagues. They, I mean, he's going to be good. I have more faith in Kirilov than I do in Vaughn for whatever that's worth. Um, but yeah, he's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair sort of comparison because that's the type of move you could make, especially with Vaughn picking up outfield eligibility in a lot of leagues. Uh, I'm a believer in Kirilov too, so I think if you're in a league with 15 or more teams and he's still out there, you want to go ahead and pick him up. Spell his name right. Two L's when you're searching for him. 
yeah, that will that will help. That will help you. There, there is no Kirillov with one L either, so you'll <laughs> you'll just think the system doesn't have them for some reason. That is going to wrap things up for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you're enjoying this show on a platform that allows you to leave us a rating and review, we would greatly appreciate that. For Nando DeFino, I'm Derek Van Riper. We are back on Thursday. You're not going to mention Lewis Brinson getting on base twice? As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.